Welcome back for the fourth episode of the yep. Red Arrow F1 podcast. And uh, today we're recording uh, before Singapore, and we're just going to be talking about, uh, right now we're just going to be talking about the driver market, uh, what's happened since our last episode. Uh, so Yuki Tsunoda uh, signs a one-year contract extension for AlphaTauri. Nicholas uh, Latifi is gone. Yeah, no more Latifi in F1. He's been thrown in the garbage can. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, everybody knows why he was in it, but he's a fairly nice person. Uh, he's from Canada, eh? Yeah, he, he seemed nice when I... When uh, he walked past me. <laughs> um, and uh, Zhou Guanyu signs a one-year contract extension. Uh, and he has a uh, new helmet design for uh, Singapore, I think. Boba tea themed. Very interesting. It, lo- it looks great. Um, it does look great. Yeah, interesting. So speaking of uh, new helmets, my, the McLaren livery for the Asian races, I think that's the favorite. That's my favorite livery I've ever seen. Ever colors, the I think the orange and the black and the bright colors contrast really well. I think that's my favorite livery ever. I don't know about I don't know about ever because I think I think the Google Chrome, anno- the Google Chrome annoys me. But well, I, I I like how the Google Chrome is in the wheels. I think that's. I like the wheels. Me. The wheels are yeah. are awesome, but on like the uh, what's it called? On the uh, engine? It's not the engine, but yeah. Yeah, it's basically the engine. Um, but, I mean, McLaren makes great liveries. The Golf livery, for me. Great. Oh, yeah. yeah. One of the, the greatest of the past five to ten years, I think. Uh, I'm going to go with the talking about liveries. I like that white Red Bull livery. The white Red Bull for Turkey. Yeah, I like that too. For, for the the Honda Honda engine appreciation, I guess I don't I forget what they marketed it as, but it was for Honda. Yeah, that's a nice livery. Uh, so after those uh contract extensions, uh, there's one Alpine seat open. After all that Oscar Piastri drama. One Williams seat. And one Haas seat. So, what do you think about Daniel Ricciardo? Do you think he can end up taking one of those seats? I th- Daniel could take the Haas seat. I don't know if I see him at Haas. If, if he wanted to. I, I can agree with you. I don't know if he would choose to. I think he would rather take a year off than, oh, really? than go to Haas. I think he'd rather take a year off, be the Mercedes reserve driver, than uh, than a race for a team that's not like you're you're battling for like twelfth, thirteenth, eleventh. You're not getting any points. Yeah, he's not even battling for the points. So I guess that yeah, that kind of makes sense for him. I mean, I mean, the Haas can get points, uh, but it's it's not much, and it's once every. I mean, Haas looked good at the beginning of the season, but then it just went downhill from there. Yeah, um, with uh, Magnussen's Bahrain uh, qualifying, I think he got like sixth. 
yeah or something crazy like that which i mean i mean it was uh we're all american we all want to see haas succeed right yeah so yeah uh the williams seat i think nick DeVries has that i 100 percent agree i agree or how he performed in his debut i think there's no one else for that seat except for him yeah and i think alpine would go to gaslin like that with the alphatari seat going to schumacher yeah i'll go with that interesting i think that's what's gonna happen about colin herda well he doesn't have he supposed to get a super he doesn't have the super license and from what I've heard, uh, Red Bull aren't trying to aren't trying to have that happen anymore. Yeah, but I saw an article saying that um, Christian Horner regrets not signing Oscar Piastri. So. Well, I think I think anyone would. Right, but I'm pretty sure he had he could have had the opportunity to sign him, but did not. Yeah, great talent in the sport, and if I young mean, talent, Piastri could totally. I like Piastri and Red Bull for 2023. If that happened, I think that would be a a very strong pairing. So what do you what do you think Red Bull's gonna do after uh, Checo? Because Checo's through 2024, Checo, right? Is that? Yeah, I mean, I don't see Sonoda in a Red Bull. I don't either. Yeah. I don't think that 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 would happen. I mean, Gasly back in a Red Bull would be great, but um... no. <laughs> I mean, Adam, I would like that. Part. I would hate that. Really? I mean, in 2019, they brought him up too early. Right, yeah, he but he, he, deserves, he deserves to be back there. He crumbled, and they kicked him out halfway through the season. So, I don't see how Pierre could, like, have, like, still have an extended relationship with that team. Yeah, it's definitely going to be toxic there, but I would love to see it. Because I, I think they really did mess up mess up a, a, his career. Christian. In the beginning, yeah. Yeah. I think he might, like, act differently and try and prove himself if he gets the chance again. But. I think... I think they'll keep Checo for... Checo's getting old, though. He is getting old. I think they'll keep Checo as long as he's, like... He's in the place where he can support Max, but is not challenging Max, right. and is not slowing down Max. Because mm-hmm. they only care about Max. Yeah, I mean, Checo's, Checo's just the, like, the kind of a second guy. They only like, care about Max. So he's the guy who they would go to if Max crashes or something. Like, yeah, they're, not letting, they're not letting Checo challenge for a title. That's, ne- that's not going to happen. Right, and I mean, I, think, I do think he deserves... A shot to go to the title, or a shot at going for the title, because no matter how long he's at Red Bull, he's always going to be the second driver. So, yeah, I, mean, I do think he deserves a shot at the title, like even if it's a, with a different. I do yeah. think he deserves it. I mean, he totally deserves it, but Red, Red Bull wouldn't do that. Um, yeah. But uh, Max is cruising. I mean, I just don't see him not winning. Yeah. We'll get more into that when we talk about our predictions. But keeping with the future, the 2023 schedule has been released. 
I think record amount of races. Yeah, twenty four races. And Vegas is on a Saturday for yeah. I first hate time that. Races I hate on that a Saturday. So yeah, yeah, that just bothers me. But because and traveling all around the world. The like, worst thing is one. It's on a Saturday, and two, it starts at ten o'clock Western or is it Western? I don't know what uh, it, Western. It's, it's Western Standard Time, 10 o'clock. So that would be... That's like 1 a.m. for me. Yeah, that's, that's, that's 1 a.m. for all of us. Yeah, and that's... we are in America. So it, it it's catering towards uh, English people. They have to wake up at like 6 or whatever, or 8, and they're complaining. Mm-hmm. I have to wake up at 8 for every single race. So it's not right. like... The Australians get it. They know. <laughs> they the Aussies know get like. it the right way. What? The Aussies get it however they want. Yeah. But, like, just why Why not make it... That it's in America. Make the time for American viewers. Like, make it, like, 7 Western time. Like... That's 10 p.m. Eastern time. It's manageable. Or just make it... Well, it, it's a night race, so it has to start, like, at... Right, so with so like, like at seven through. or eight, but also make it on the Sunday. Yeah, why Saturday? Like, what's what's so special about that? So I mean, there's gonna be a practice session on Thursday. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, gonna be interesting. But um, yeah, twenty four races. It starts. Bahrain is on March fifth. Then Abu Dhabi. And then Abu Dhabi is November twenty sixth. So that means testing is gonna be in, in February. Which That's very early. Yeah, it really shortens their uh, their break. But but to be fair, Abu Dhabi last year was December twelfth, so it it was later. Abu Dhabi was awesome last year. Uh, I, I mean, we're not fun. talking about it. We're not talking about Abu Dhabi. <laughs> no, we're we're not talking about it. Uh so I th- my main critique to the schedule is it's it's not sustainable. Like. Yes. You go from Azerbaijan to Miami to Imola. So that's kind of European to North America to Europe. That's around the world and back three you times. You go from Spain to Canada to Monaco. Europe, North America, <laughs> Europe. You do Austin, two races outside of America. Then Las Vegas. Then you fly all the way to Abu Dhabi for just one race. just mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't make sense i mean it's i mean they're just trying to get more viewers trying to do what people want i mean i love how there's a lot of races but yeah i do think it's it's not it's like you said it's not, it's not very sustainable yeah i tried to like um do the sustainable fuel for like 2026 That's and then i do that with um all the <laughs> flying around like literally the entire world and I like counteracting what they said. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and like a twelve-year-old with an iPad could make a better schedule than this. <laughs> it's like just put you can put Austin next to Las Vegas. You should put all. I mean, you should, I wouldn't say you should put all the American races together, but you should at least put two together. Yeah, like, you can put Austin next to Las Vegas. You can move. You can put all of the European races together. 
Right, and you could do Singapore with Japan. Well, I think that's already happening. And you can oh. put... Like, you can put, like... Maybe Saudi. Saudi was an amazing, like, second-to-last race. Right, so then put Saudi next to Abu Dhabi, which is what I liked. Like, all of the critiques you can make about having a race in Saudi, Saudi Arabia, I would love it if they just made that exact same track somewhere else, because that, that would be amazing. Right, and, like, you should do Saudi, Qatar. You're not doing that this year because of the World Cup, obviously. Yeah, but but next year they will. Right, next year, Saudi, Qatar, and um, Abu Dhabi all, like, next to each other. Yeah, or... Actually, I'm not sure what the start of the season looks like. I don't have... I don't have the schedule, but, like, at least have a bunch of the... A bunch of the, um... I'll, I'll get the schedule for that. A bunch of the Middle East races, like, together in the beginning. Or in... Honestly, the best starting race would be Australia. Because then, then you get it out of the way, so you don't have to fly from a country to Australia out of Australia. Yeah, makes sense. And, so- and you could put, like, and even if you don't have that, like, Singapore next to Australia, they're really close. You yeah. Do that. There's so much more things that they could have done to make it better. And during this season, we will have six sprint races. That's that's a lot. S- six. That's a lot. Like, I, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I like sprint races. I just don't like how. I don't like six. I think that's too much. And I don't like how they like set the order for the good. Yeah, I think mean, it should be. I think it should be, like, maybe three sprint races, maybe four. Not yeah. six. I think three to four sprint races in, like, places like Interlagos, uh, yeah. Austria. And I feel like you would have to, like, change your shit. Because of all, like, the sprint races. Kind of have to, like, gear your car a little bit towards pace more than it would be, like, the qualifying. Yeah. Like, qualifying's less exciting. I can't watch qualifying if it's on Friday, which I I, I love watching qualifying. Yeah, so, qualifying entertaining things to watch. So you, you kind of lose that. Mhm. But um, yeah. So the plus forty four world shirts have arrived all over the globe. I have them with me. I have them with me as well. I got both of them. And uh, uh, on on the Instagram, Lewis was uh, hinting at a possible Suzuka drop, which I am Ooh. very excited for. Very excited for that. But um, let's get into some Singapore track history. Now, the most important Singapore history to me the time I went there, but we're not going to be talking about that, because I don't remember it, because I was very young, but I love Singapore, Singapore is a cool place, but starting in 2000, er, in 2008, there was a massive scandal on the streets of Singapore, during the formation lap. Nelson Piquet Jr. spun 
at turn 23 of the inaugural Singapore Grand Prix, but he was able to make his grid position. Then, on lap 14 of the race, Nelson Piquet Jr. crashes at turn 17, shutting down the pit lane. Cars that needed to refuel were given penalties, which helped Fernando Alonso, Piquet's teammate at Renault, win the race because he had made an, a pit stop prior to the crash. Massa, in his pit stop later on in the race, drove off with the refueling tube still in the car, causing him to finish 13th. Now, this was a very chaotic race, but no one fully questioned the events. But in 2009, after being fired from the team, PK went to the FIA. He aimed specifically at team principal Flavio Brigatori and Pat Simmons. Uh, Renault's executive director of engineering for telling him to crash on lap 14. The FIA started investigating this immediately, knowing what it could mean for the sport. Briatori announced Red Bull, or <laughs> not Red Bull, Renault denied the allegations and intended to take PK to court. Simmons, Simmons also rumored to have been offered immunity if he cooperated. Simmons stated to the FIA that the idea to crash during the race had come from, from PK Jr. himself. It was found out that Renault did tell PK to crash. The day after Simmons spoke to the FIA, transcripts were released by the newspaper The Guardian that Briatore, Simmons, Alonzo, P.K. Jr. A day after Simmons spoke to the FIA, trans- transcripts were released by The Guardian that detailed Briatore, Simmons, Alonzo, P.K. Jr.'s talks on the radio in the buildup of the crash. After this, Renault announced that it would not contest the allegations with Simmons and Briatore leaving the team. Renault received a two-year disqualification from the F1 championship. Their main sponsor, ING, left the team. Briatore received a lifetime ban, and Simmons received a five-year ban. Both of their bans were eventually overturned. Which and, I don't understand. And Alonso was cleared of wrongdoing, and his win stood. This was one of the biggest controversies in F1 history. I mean, yeah, um, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. I guess you could say it relates to Abu Dhabi. I mean, I'm not complaining about Abu Dhabi, but Lucas, I know you are. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't want to talk about Abu Dhabi. I mean, but this... Uh, Spygate, uh, and then some like crashing into the their uh, up 
uh, rival uh, opponents in the championship in the 90s were probably the biggest scandals in F1's history. And, uh, I mean, this was a pretty big one. Uh, another one, this along with Spygate involving Fernando Alonso. Uh, what that means about Fernando Alonso, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. And then uh, later on, we skip almost a decade. And both Ferraris crashed into Max Verstappen. In 2017, causing all three of them to DNF. Then in 2018, Lewis Hamilton, after struggling to get into Q3, had the lap of his life, crossing the finish line 1.5 seconds in front of the other drivers and ended up taking pole by over five-tenths. Five-tenths is a lot in F1. Especially since the Mercedes was really not that good in prior qualifying. Yeah. And then in 2019, the last time that F1 was at the Singapore circuit, Sebastian Vettel gets his last F1 win. Unless he pulls up some incredible magic. Yeah, which I just don't see happening with certain At some point this year, which... I mean, he's the king of Singapore. Uh, right, but not even even he. So, no, I, I, no I, don't, I don't think he'll win, but... Hot take, I think he's going to get P4. P4? Wow. Actually, P5, P5. I could, I could see that if, like... Aston got their stuff together. You heard it here first. I could see Sebastian that. Sebastian P5. I'll, I'll quote that. If, if you're right, I'll put it on uh, <laughs> on our TikTok. Um, so, what we did before we started recording is uh, we did 2023 Constructors Championships predictions. So, uh, for me, at number one, I have Red Bull winning. Then a very close second, I have Mercedes. Then I think Ferrari will kind of be on itself as the third best team. I don't think they're going to be competing for second, but I don't think McLaren, who have fourth, will be competing with them for third. Mm-hmm. Then in fifth, hot take, I have Aston Martin. Mm. What I gather from this. Fernando Alonso went to Aston Martin for a reason. There is no way he didn't see something happening with Aston to make him leave Alpine. Alpine is currently fourth in the championship, so I don't I don't see why he would move unless Aston has something that, and they're getting a new wind tunnel. And you just have all of Lawrence Stroll's money. I think they could make something happen. I mean, yeah, I, I get where you're going with that, but I just, I don't know. I don't really see that happening. Should I go with my uh, top ten? Well, I, I do have a bit more. I have Alpha Tari at six. Okay. Then Alpine dropping to seventh. 
Haas at 8th, 9, Alfa Romeo competing with Williams for that ninth. I think it'll be close between them, but it'll be close in the very low number of points. And uh, now we have Alex. Alex's predictions. So, at the top, I have Red Bull. Then, like Lucas, I do have a close second and third, but I do have Mercedes coming out in front of Ferrari. And then, hot take, I have Alpine at number four. I do think they're going to build on their success this year. Um, and then I have McLaren at five, AlphaTauri at six, Aston at seven, Haas at eight, Williams at nine, and then Alfa Romeo at ten. Solid list, solid list. All right, um, my top ten. First is a hot take. I think it might happen. I think Mercedes might secure that one spot. Um, I think they had an off year in their car, but I think they'll get it right back. I think Lewis will get his eighth. Yeah. Um, And two, Red Bull. Three, Ferrari. Four, McLaren. Five, Alpine. Six, Aston Martin. Seven, Alvatari. Eight, Hot Take, Williams. Ah. It's a hot take? Yeah. That is quite the hot take. I don't don't see it. Nick DeVry, I think you might help him out a little bit. Get get him to ease. Yeah. I mean, like, I think Nick... I think Nick can do the same amount as, like, Albon is doing. So that would that would give them about 10 points this season, if that were true, if we just doubled Albon's. But I think they would need a, a bit of a better card to get eighth. Yeah, definitely. And then nine, Alfa Romeo, ten, Haas. Or... Hmm. You don't think Haas is going to be good? <sighs> I wish they were. But. I do too, as a fellow American. But yeah, I don't, I don't know about Haas. I don't know where they're going. I haven't really heard much from them except for uh, some of Gunther the. Gunther uh, Yeah, we have you have Gunther, uh, but I haven't I haven't heard much except for uh, some of the contracts with Schumacher. But uh, Jake, your uh, race predictions for Singapore. Race predictions. Pull, I think it's obvious, Max. The win, I'm also going with Max. I just can't say why that he's going to lose unless he crashes into another car and it's not his fault. But P2, Checo, I think he can do it. Um, Red Bull 1-2? Yeah, I think it's going to be Red Bull 1-2. And then P3... I've signs. I'm just not confident in Leclerc anymore. He just hasn't really proven himself. He has gotten unlucky, but just not as good as I wanted him to be. Um, and the fastest lap, Max. I, I I could see that. I can definitely see that. Uh, Lucas, you want to go or do you want me to go? Uh, I think you should, yeah. I'll go. So, as winning, I do have Max. Don't see him losing. Um, I also have Matt Pohl. And then P2, I do think that Lewis could end up getting P2. Um, 
I don't think he's going to win, but I do think he has a good chance of getting P2. And then P3, I do have Charles, even though he's been a little bit inconsistent, but I do think he gets P3. And fastest lap, I have George Russell. Yeah, I, I mean, that could definitely happen. I don't know about the fastest lap. But, uh, yeah, I don't really know about that either. I I mean, kinda... In that scenario, Max wouldn't win his championship this this race, but I don't think that's going to happen in really any scenario. But Yeah. Unless um, Leclerc Unless DNA... Leclerc crashes into uh, Perez. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to that. <laughs> and, and second crash gate, uh, Perez crashes into Leclerc on purpose. Yeah. I don't know. There's no point to that, but I my poll prediction is the lion himself, Max Verstappen. Yeah. But here's what I think will happen during the race. I think Max will have an issue on his start. It might be technical. It might be his fault. I don't know. I think he will get caught up with another driver going in to the first corner or caught up with the driver on the first lap. I think he will spin or lose a bunch of... uh, I think he'll spin and then make an excellent comeback, catch George and Lewis on... In the last five to ten laps. Does sound like a match thing to do. And Russell will defend with all of his heart to make it a Mercedes 1-2. Max finishing P3. But I think Max, during his comeback, will set the fastest lap. That's quite the uh, intricate story. Yeah, I mean, obviously... It's a bit far-fetched, but I do think that Lewis and Russell will get a good qualifying as Singapore suits the Mercedes car. And so if, if as I said, something happens to Max, I mean, Lewis, four wins at here. The record is five by Sebastian. He has four, uh, and he had that 2018 lap. So Lewis, Lewis is amazing at this circuit. So, I think if something happens to Max, even if he only goes down a couple, maybe to 10th or something, and uh, maybe George can't defend him as well, but enough to give Lewis a gap. And it's it's a street circuit, so it's difficult to overtake in most areas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, that's it for me. I don't know if you have that's anything you want to bring up. It for me. All right. Thank you guys for listening. It's been a blast. Make sure to share it with your friends. Yes, and uh, follow us on TikTok at uh, Red Arrow F1. Uh, and we will be posting soon to see if these predictions work out, to see if see what happens we'll be posting after the race and uh, again thank you so much for listening and goodbye